1: Welcome to the Krishnadas Pilgrim Heart Hour. In this podcast, Krishnadas shares his warm hearted and down to earth path to the Divine. If you are interested in supporting Krishnadas's podcast, please go to slash KD. The radar's not on a lot of the time. You know? So it, it, I mope around less than I used to. It's just actually true. I can't believe it. Because I, you know, I love moping.
2: <laughs> I noticed that you've made a lot of progress, Krishn Das, not to be judgmental. Before you were talking about how you were the same schmuck or schnook or schlemiel or whatever word you used, to you know, schmuck, a good okay, word, as you, before. But Obviously, you're wearing it a lot more lightly, which we all uh, love and are so happy for you for. And for example, when that tree fell on your house (laughs) and landed right next to you... It It didn't land next to me. Let's get the story right. You were sitting and doing chanting at the puja table. I just said the first line. It was
1: in Hurricane Sandy, right? The winds just went from like a reasonable 70 miles an hour to like 120 miles an hour. And I thought, I'm going to go... Do puja and sing some chalises. So I sat down at the puja and I went, Shri Guru Saroja Sarojara Boom! <laughs> and I looked around I didn't see anything. I, what was that? So I got up, I looked out the window, I looked over there, I went into the living room. I didn't see anything. I walked back towards the, where I sit and I happened to look in my bedroom and it was like a waterfall coming in through the bedroom, right? And the tree had fallen, if it had gone another three feet, it would have pushed my head down into my chest. It was right above my head, the tree, but a beam that Bub had seen when we were rebuilding the, the bathroom, he had seen that, these, that termites had eaten through the, the uh, support beams, so they replaced them and built them up really strong that beam stopped the tree. And that tree would have come right down on my head. And from where I was standing, if I, when I looked out the back window, you could see that the branches hanging out over the building. So it was like a slice right in. I went, wow.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: That's progress. And I, wow.
1: But if you find yourself, you know, even engaging in that whole question less, if you look back at your life, you might notice that you do that less now. Then you can, that's kind of how you see. There's a line, uh, this is in, uh, I think it's Chinese Buddhism saying, that says, if you can, talking about the master, if you can see which way the wind is blowing, from, from noticing which way the grass bends, you can appreciate his teaching. You can't see these things directly because that part of you is just not there anymore. It's not functioning the same way all the time. I'm getting older and I
2: notice it less, but I don't know if it's like making progress or
1: I'm getting... Nah, it's just dementia. <laughs>
2: End, I know. End, do end, do Takes end, do one, end, do one to end,
1: do
3: know one. I guess I'm, I've been thinking a lot about karma these days, and um, one thing that I'm wondering is, as we go through lifetime of a lifetime of a lifetime of a lifetime of a lifetime in the path, the ripening of positive or negative karma. What's the sort of, I, I'm, I don't know if there's an answer to that, but is today, our, our life today is a result of the accumulated karma that we've built, relative karma we've built in the uh, in, in, in past, um, whether positive, both positive and negative. So, you know, when looking at sickness, for example, I tend to look at it as, you know, a, a way to like, you know, the elimination of negative karma accumulated in the past and positive things as, you know, Merits and, you know, things that have accumulated in in the past as well. Um, How long does it take for karma to ripen? Ripen? You say? ripen? Is it like, is there some karma that takes, you know, and it's immediate karma, right? You slap someone, you get slapped back. Um, But there's other karma that, you know, can take, you know, some more time and then maybe more, you know, future lives, whatever. But, I mean, what's, is there like a, Rule of thumb? How does that work? (laughs) There's
2: all kinds of karmas and there's all kinds of ripenings and there's individual karma and group karma and species karma and local karma and global and there's good, bad, and different, you know. But it's sort of like, karma really means conditioning or habituation, causation. So it's like habit. How long does it take a habit to form? So it depends on many conditions. So... I think this may not be that useful to intellectualize too much about karma. It's hard to understand, except that like reproduces like, but you should check it out and see if this is not the case. So that you can have your hand on the steering wheel of your life, not be driving with your hands on the rearview mirror, wondering why you have all these, quote, accidents. <laughs> of course, causation and, you know, like you said, health has to do with how you live and lived and your parents, and the past lives, or whatever you believe in, at least other people's lives, right, in your genes and your body. So causation and karma is not ripening now and ripening later, but just look into what's happening and try to see what the causes and effects are, what makes you sick and healthy, what's wholesome and unwholesome, what's helpful and unhelpful, and focusing on what you want and need to do, really. Focusing on that and what's helpful and harmful to that. So, all of Buddhist ethics, good and bad, virtue and vice, is about what's conducive to the good and the true and the beautiful and enlightenment, and the opposite of harming. So, we look at our actions, our thoughts, words and deeds in that light, what's conducive to that, or harmful to that, because it's ripening constantly. Each moment leads to the next moment, just like habit. Every time a synapse sparks and is crossing to the next synapse, brain science, basic, it's creating a new pathway, which is the beginning of conditioning of karma, of causation. But that can be reconditioned, that's the good news. And even deconditioned. Not just make new ruts, but find freedom, which is a quantum leap, not just a little incremental improvement but an exponential quantum leap. We're getting toward the end of our time, so we're gonna go out singing. (laughs) By popular demand.
1: So, um, sing a Hanuman Chalisa. I call this Bernie's Chalisa because, uh, Roshi Bernie Glassman gave me those phrases to work with. He wanted to, uh, have this chant for his uh, Zen Peacemakers community, So he gave me these eight lines from a prayer called the Mon, which is the gates of sweet nectar. And it's, uh, you enter in through the gates of sweet nectar by offering the meal of the Bodhi mind, of the enlightened heart, enlightened mind, awakened mind, to all beings. So through this offering, you actually enter through the gates of nectar, sweet nectar. So he sent me these eight lines, and he said, "Uh, can you do something with this? So I wrote back, like what? He's a Zen master, right? You kind of got to push him a little bit. So he said, well, you know, we Buddhists, we're not so good with melody. Maybe you could come up with some melody for this, and then we could sing this at our meetings. So I carried these eight lines around with me. And he said, "And, and then we could sing it at the next meeting. I said, when is that? It was like 11 months away. Yeah, okay, that works. So I carried these lines around with me all around the world, you know. And about 10 and a half months had gone by. And I was looking at them and they were looking at me and nothing was happening. So then I wrote to them, I said, Bernie, can I mess with them a bit? So I got a. I got a one word email back, mess. So I started rearranging the words a little bit and actually something came. So then I wrote to him. He said, I got it. And he said, good, now you can start working on the rest of the prayer, which is like, you know, a thousand pages or something. <laughs> and I'm, Bernie, that's going to take three lifetimes. I got a one-word email back. Two.
2: <laughs> He's bargaining with you. Huh? He's bargaining with you. Bargaining, yeah. yeah. He's just trying to
1: remove my suffering. <laughs> so, I'm going to sing this, a couple of times this prayer in English, which... And then we'll sing uh, the Hanuman Chalisa. And then the reason I... uh, See, the Hanuman Chalisa is a prayer to Hanuman. And Hanuman is considered to be uh, the very breath of God, the breath of the heart, the thing that connects us to the deepest reality within us. And, And in that connection is the removal of all obstacles to accomplishing whatever we need and whatever we need to do. And he, and thats it's the power we have within us to accomplish everything and to remove all these obstacles that we have in our life. <clears throat> so this prayer about making this offering, you see, this is who we are. We would love to do that. But it's our own bullshit that prevents us from doing that and being that way. So we sing the Hanuman Chalisa, to immerse ourselves in the strength to overcome the obstacles to being that kind of person, to being making that offering. That's why they work together for me.
4: Calling out to hungry hearts everywhere through endless time. You who wander, you who thirst, I offer you this body mind, calling out to hungry spirits everywhere through endless time, calling out to hungry hearts, all the lost and the left. Gather round, and share this meal, your joy and your song. I make it mine. to hungry hearts All lost and left behind Gather round and share this meal Your joy and your sorrow I make it mine Shri Guru Charan Saro Giamma namo ko sudari Vorom rakubam tamo Sumeram pavano koma Pala budi ved Kalis, you call the Go!
1: if we know anything about a path at all, if we know there might be a way to live in this world in a good way, with an open heart, without fear, and maybe some peace of mind. It's only because of the great beings that have gone before us, out of their love, out of their kindness, They left some footprints for us to follow. So in the same way that they wish for us, we wish that all beings everywhere, all of us, be safe, be happy, that all of us have good health and enough to eat. And may we all live in peace and that ease of heart at ease of heart with whatever comes to us in life.